kingdom of Jah. He must be born again. Rebirth! Welcome to our yard. Smile, you're in Jamaica. Jamaica, bigger yard, bigger broad. song <laughs> yeah the yard is is a very spiritual thing you know it bring us back to our ancestors where there was not any electric instruments but just drums and vocals so it's really spiritual highly spiritual Outdoors, overlooking the rolling lush greenery of the Blue Mountains, where you'll hear some of reggae music's biggest legends playing in open air in a yard. It's beautiful. Most people write songs on the outside. Because, you know, most time people gather and they just start to chant. Then if somebody's there with an instrument, they just come right in and start to play. Wonderful. <laughs> People chant for hours. Don't remember anything else but just chanting. The, the drum take you away, especially when they start to play on the repeater and start to dance the repeater. Wow, man, something take you away. Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. And you are in a yard, as they say in Jamaica. In Jamaican patois, my yard means my home. And many songs and proverbs hinge on the word yard, like dance a yard before you dance abroad, meaning you have to know your own place before you conquer the world, which is actually what reggae did, at least in worldwide charts. Literally, the yard is a physical place, generally outside your house, but it is also a spiritual territory where you can elevate yourself away from the daily routine of Jamaican struggle. For decades, in yards, artists have created acoustic music with a collective energy. And today, we'll hear open-air music and dig into the roots of reggae music, strolling from yard to yard with some artists you might know, including Ken Booth, the Viceroys, or Jar 9. We'll be surrounded by great smells, flowers, food cooking, and often hearing the Rasta drums, the three Nayabingi drums, the bass, the medium, and the highly pitched drum, the repeater, that are the core of any reggae beat. Nayabingi is one, two. Boop, 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 boop. Everyone heart beats at the same tempo. This type of music is your music, it's my music, it's everyone's music. Once you have an art, that means you're center around the whole thing. Boop, 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 boop. Once upon a time, there were Rastas in movies. These movies with their reggae soundtracks presented Jamaica as a lush and fantastical land, 
One of the first was Rockers, a brilliant film that tells the stories of artists who have shaped reggae music. Most of them, Sly and Robbie, Jack Ruby, Burning Spear and Kid Asai, play themselves in the film. It begins with the mythical scene that we are hearing now. In a small wooden hut, Rastas are gathering and playing the drums. Smoke rises from a water pipe as it passes from hand to hand. It's no wonder why this film, which captured the soul of early reggae recordings, starts with the Rasta ceremony. Rasta drumming, led by the three Nayabingi drums, is the cornerstone of reggae and Rastaman chants, as Bob Marley and the Whalers would say. influences, but it has at least one root firmly anchored in Rasta culture, with its ceremonial anthems and rhythms, all performed in open-air spaces, yards, backyards, gardens, or in nature. Rastas call these gatherings groundations, literally meaning in tune with the earth. In the 50s, when dreadlocks, herb, and drums were widely despised and associated with criminality, Groundations were good places to withdraw from the world, the fury of the city, and to meet fellow musicians to craft songs of freedom in a unique collective creative process. No man is on island, you know? Sometimes you write a song, just an idea, just some come from somebody else that can help you along. In my days, I would say in my younger days, we used to have the whole herb camp where man and man meet and smoke. So many things get discussed in one evening. Religion, world affairs, general knowledge, history. So you can understand the kind of writing that went on. Because most of the singers, they used to smoke herb. And I think that was part of the whole creative process. It was seriously more inspirational. This is Churchical Chants of the Nayabingi, recorded in 1982 during a special ceremony held on the occasion of Ronald Reagan's visit to Jamaica. He stayed only one day, but the ceremony lasted for seven, yes, seven days of chanting for an American president. 
the notes for this album say that while the President of the United States was carrying out the affairs of state and enjoying the accolades of the establishment in Jamaica, the hills of Upper Trelawney were ringing with the sound of Nayabingi drums to set a death trap for Ronald Reagan, who was compared to the devil. Blessed are all young defile who walk it in the way of the true and living God. Some Nayabingi drumming became highly political after the 70s. Originally, it was more about praising African roots and rhythms and elevating souls. Hills, Count Ozzy hosted some of the most famous groundations in Jamaica. He formed the mystic revelation of Rastafari. His importance in bringing Rastafarian music to a wider audience matches only Bob Marley's international promotion of it. He performed on stage with international artists like Nina Simone or Miriam Makeba. The Count left this world in 1976, but his disciples, mystic revelations, are still playing today, led by Brother Sam. The group started originally with um, the drumming of the Rastas in the Warwick Hill and then um, at Count Ozzy's home. And that was a place where we did what we call groundation. We get together and we, we chant. So it was a, a focal point for players of instruments. So when we meet, we always talk about our hope of going to Africa. Like the Maroons, you know, who were runaway slaves, and they made drums. So uh, the drums that we play and chant with is like the forerunner of the reggae music. Like all the blues in America is the forerunner of the jazz. It's all music that keep people happy during the times when they are down and depressed from the displacement in the Caribbean. Heal, Rasta. Azi were the first to bring the Rasta drums in a recording studio in 1959. 
and Oh Carolina became a hit. Yeah, so it opened up an area of artists singing their popular songs with the drums. Carolina meant that um, people were able to accept their own cultural music and entertainment and get to love the drums. So every weekend on Saturday night, when you have dances all over, everybody would dance to O Carolina at midnight. At 12 o'clock, they put on O Carolina, and everybody keep, keep hopping around. when Shaggy covered it in the 90s. He later lost a lawsuit against the authors of the song. But that's another story. started to visit Count Aziz's yard, musicians coming up in the young Jamaican music industry after independence. Many worked at the famous Studio One, which was to Jamaican music what Motown is to Seoul, a powerhouse label where talents were backed by a house band, the legendary Scatellites, under the ear of producer Sir Coxon Dodd. All those catalytes, musicians, were always at the house of Count Asi, harmonizing the, the horns with the drums, which is very inspirational. I know um, Sir Coxon, in the early days when he was a young boy, he used to repair radios, amplifiers, and he was able to put um, a heavier bass line in the music 
and that heavy bass line sound like the, the heavy bass drum in the Rasta chant. started popping up in the 60s. Some musicians left the Count, Count Azzi, to create other bands. Cedric M. Brooks mixed Rasta drums and horn lines inspired by free jazz artists like Sun Ra, John Coltrane, and Ferro Sanders. Cedric eventually formed the Light of Saba group and built his own musical yard, where he held music classes every day. He would welcome celebrity guests visiting Jamaica, including Babatunde Olatunji, who hosted workshops there. became independent in 1962. At that time, sound systems were playing a lot of American R&B, but the young Jamaican recording industry was striving to create its own independent sound. Upcoming musicians like Cedric Mighton, who would later lead the Congos, were going from yard to yard, learning to play drums. Cedric Mighton, in turn, brought Rasta drums to the genius producer Lee Scratch Perry, who filtered this raw sound through the craze of his audio effects. The result is the album The Heart of the Congos. Cedric Martin, live and direct, Congos. The Nyabingi is our way of life. We learn from these things day by day. But it's the same old song, it's nothing changed. And it's the same old culture from early, early out, from the early 60s, early, early out. It really doesn't change. The only change is now, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, like smoking marijuana, one time you have to hide from police, now you know, to hide too much from the police. It's a little more legal, it's a little more calm, yeah. So you saw there are many, many angels there to chase the devil away. Chase the devil away, chase the devil away now, chase the devil away, chase the devil away now, yeah. <laughs> 
It's now legal to smoke marijuana in Jamaica. That is, if you're a self-declared Rasta. You can even carry two ounces of herb, considered a sacred plant. But back in the 60s, it was not the case. Ma Ashanti was among the first Rastafarians in Jamaica, and she recalls that going to a drumming ceremony was risky. Well, my Rasta acceptance was 1956. I was 22 years old. In those days, we couldn't walk anywhere hardly on the street. We couldn't stay among people. Whenever we walk certain places, they lick us with stone. Worse than even how they came here in slavery. I am telling you, until the day, I'll give thanks in the name of His Imperial Majesty, Emperor H. Lassie. Ja Rastafari! Wow! Ja Rastafari! So, even when Jamaica became independent, drums were still seen in a bad light. Rastas had to hide in the countryside to play and smoke. After their private compound, The Pinnacle, was shot up in a police raid in 1954, Rastas moved to West Kingston slums. Their ideas and rhythms, born of hidden ceremonies, started to cross-pollinate backyards and front gardens of a Kingston in full expansion and they were particularly rooted in the yards of Trenchtown. Should we say Trenchtown rock? Then you don't watch that if you beat. This is the district of West Kingston where reggae pioneers used to live, such as Ken Booth will visit his new yard later on, Dennis Brown and Alton Ellis, and of course, Trenchtown is where Bob Marley met his future bandmates, Peter Tosh and Bunny Whaler. They used to rehearse in those government yards, also called tenement yards. Those units were built in the 30s and owned by the government. Inhabitants would share a yard and amenities for 12 shillings a month. Ras Benji and Ras Junto lived there for decades and were neighbors and friends of the Whalers in one of the world's most dangerous neighborhoods. Yeah, man. You come inside a yard in Trento, you have to knock on the gate. You can't just come in like that. 
them build two bathrooms, two toilets, two bathrooms, two toilets for 500 people. Ras Benchi describes this yard where two bathrooms and two toilets serve several families. A potentially explosive situation, or as he says, but this crowding could also be a source of inspiration. Yeah, man, this yard, all about over 20 stone, Bob Marley Sigmund. Inside the number one room there. As so Russ Benji explains, Marley wrote his iconic song no out of man, what he heard in his neighbor's yard. Pipe, pipe, a fisherman pipe, named Pipe had some fight with his girlfriend. Beat her up. So Bob picked up his guitar to sing No Woman, No Cry. Partly thanks to Marley's distinctive backing vocalist, the I-3s, Judy Mowat was one of them, along with Rita Marley and Marsha Griffiths. And in the early 70s, 69, 70s, there was a romantic era. Songs came from America to our shores. And all of those songs was talking about a woman and our man. Um, Bob got caught up. But then we have to talk about the oppression that we experience, especially in Trench Town. You know, there was a cry from the soul of the people, the sufferings, the poverty. We felt the cry ourselves and we felt their cry. The cry of a woman for her husband, you know, seeing him suffering and going through all different kind of problems. It created frustration on the man. And sometimes the man took out the frustration on the woman, you know, and, and beat her. So woman Bob Marley remembers when we used to sit in the government yard in Trenchtown, a phrase that could be a focus for the Reggae Studies Unit at Mona University in Kingston, a department created by Professor Carolyn Cooper. But now the government yard is a kind of problematic yard because there's sometimes a sense of alienation, but the beauty of Marley's song is that, as he says, George used to light the fire and we would share porridge. So even if you're not in your own yard, even if you're renting from the government, you can still create a sense of community in that yard. So that yard is a space of affirmation of community. And that that idea of not crying because you share something, you share a history, 
you know, remember when we used to, so that um, whatever circumstances you might find yourself in the present, you have a history, you know. Guys, you can't make so much noise. Go to the back. Go outside on the back veranda. I'm not joking with you. Whoa, Mrs. Scooper is not joking. <laughs> Keep going. In her yard, you have to behave yourself. And in any yard, you have to be careful about what your neighbors might overhear, especially in government yards, also called tenement yards. Maybe that's why Jacob Miller sings, dreadlocks can't live in tenement yards, meaning Rastas can't live in those projects. Dreadlocks can't live in a tenement, yeah. Dreadlocks can't live in a tenement, yeah. Too much, so 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 too much. Watch you, watch you. Too much, so 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 too much. Watch you, watch you. Dreadlocks can't live in privacy. Anything him do, all niggas see. Too much, watch you, watch you, watch you. Too much, so 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 so. Too much, watch you, watch you, watch you. Too much, so 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 so. Dreadlocks can smoke and pipe in peace. Too much informers and too much bees. Too much watchy watchy watchy. Too much so 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 so. Too much watchy watchy watchy. Too much so 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 so. Dreadlocks can live in a tenement yard. Dreadlocks can't live in a tenement yard. Can't penetrate in a tenement yard. Can't penetrate in a tenement yard. Coming up, a trip to the hills around Kingston and much more. Visit afropop.org for a full playlist of the music from the show, in-depth interviews and exclusive DJ mixes. I'm Georges Collinet and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX. Okay, listen to this song now. Trenchstone is my hometown. Kingstone is my birth town. Rima jungle, Tivoli and Craigton. Jonestown is my playground. Some Rastas would escape the tenement yards of Trenchtown to go to a 5th Street yard, where an elder Rasta, Mortimer Plano, taught youngsters like Marley. Mortimer's yard was a Rasta headquarters in Trenchtown. Yeah, Fifth Street was one of the main streets for all these young men. Bob Marley and Toots Ebert and Joe Higgs and John Olson, Bob Andy and you just name them, Ken Boat, all those men. Fifth Street was there just like their, their, their class for them to go. At those times, man used to walk with them too, like, you know, walk with your guitar if you have one. If you have a jump, you walk with it or you ride with it. So that was it. At the end of the day, you always say, man, we're playing something or we're knocking something. At the end of the day. Ja will be waving there. Ja will be waiting. It's a hard road heading to 
Zion, but we got to push on through. Mortimer Plano played a crucial role in educating young Rasta musicians in Trenchtown. This patriarch created the first universal groundation in Kingston and even brought Rasta drums on the tarmac of Kingston's airport when His Majesty Haile Selassie visited in 1966. The Ethiopian emperor is a god for Rastas and a hundred thousand people came to cheer his arrival. Undaunted by the driving rain, a sea of faces awaited at the Palisados airport the arrival of a living legend. For some, he was the king of kings, the lion of Judah, even a god. Members of a local cult, the Rastafarians, were easily distinguished by their long beards and unshorn locks, and who worshipped this figure as a deity were present in full force. Today, Mortimer Plano's yard is still a place where musicians gather. There, you might find a bench, a mango tree, a motorbike getting fixed, a little vendor and young kids hanging out, sometimes playing drums. We visited the place with singer Winston McEnough, who worked with Molly and who decided to capture the power of yards in open-air recordings for a series of albums called Inadi Yard. That day, in Mortimer Plano's trench town yard, Paul McCartney's legacy sounded a little louder than Marley's. Well, you know, this, this era was the original rehearsal ground for the wheelers. Um, many other musicians as well, you know. You know, Studio One is just up the road. So um, this is, is one of the examples of what can come out of a yard, you know, just a yard, you know. As Bob said once, you know, they say, what, what good can come out of Trenchtown? You know, good can come out of Trenchtown and it shows, you know, and anywhere can be a yard. Everybody have a yard. It's just what you do in your yard. You know, so is Trenchtown is an example to show that love, even in the smallest way, you know, great things can happen from it. Wisdom is free, knowledge and understanding too. Love is the key, love can open any door. Though I and it is certainly one love, the love of reggae music that has brought many record collectors, DJs and producers to Jamaica. They come from the US, England, Japan and recently France. To hear this song from a new French project called The Soul of Jamaica, you have to drive a long way from Trench Town. In fact, you have to leave the city altogether and head up high into the mountains that surround it eventually arriving at a house hidden in the hills. On the balcony overlooking the Blue Mountains, some of reggae music's biggest names have gathered to record alongside talents from the younger generation. This is called Inadi Yard, produced by Romain Germain. I feel like French in Jamaica. I feel like a white man in Jamaica. No, but I feel good in Jamaica. I mean, Jamaican and French have they have a good relationship. There is some understanding between Jamaican culture and between French culture. 
both of those cultures they like to play with the words they like to play with the language they like to to have uh, an independence of mind and that's what i like uh, you know because we work with rest that they are free-minded and that's really enjoyable also so we, i think we understand each other quite good and they also love life Romain Germain brought Edith Piaf's music to Rasta Yards for an inspired cover of Hymne à l'amour. And Romain Germain also brought a French accordion to those mystic gatherings in the hills. The result is a song called Artibella by Ken Booth. In the yard version, I love it so much. Oh, good. You know, in Jamaica, when things is good, we say it's wicked. Bad. <laughs> and it's good, it's good. It's more subtle. It's more a quiet sound because of the Naya Bingy. That's what I'm telling you. It's fresh. A lot of the songs that we have done up there is, is actually sending across a message to people that can bring people together, can uplift the minds. You know, people did, did have to sing songs about freedom. Because even in the cotton fields, when people used to pick the cotton, and they have to sing songs to comfort the mind. You know, that, that, that cotton is not an easy thing to pick the whole day. I have something could stick in, stick your finger and give you sores. And one of the sounds I used to use in the cotton field. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. But glory, hallelujah. Sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. But glory, hallelujah. But still my soul is heavenly wood bound. A glory, hallelujah. Boy, what a voice. What a voice. Even in his 70s, Mr. Rocksteady can sing. <laughs> Recording his hit Artibella for the Inadi Yard project, Up in the Hills, reminded him of his early days in studio when there were no overdubs or gimmicks. If any musicians went wrong, well, they had to play the song again. More than anything, the yard is a space to free minds, elevate souls, a quiet territory to create a sense of community. People have to live together in yards before playing music. 
which might be why the veteran singer Kidus Eye, a star in the movie Rockers, invited his longtime friends Winston McEnough, Horace Andy, Ken Booth, and others to record in his yard at Mary Bravo's house. Marie had a career in the New York fashion industry. These days, she takes good care of her musical guests in her yard, up in Stony Hills. Well, the soup is a ital coconut sip. We call it a sip. It's made from corn, carrots, turnips, um, young green bananas, pumpkin, and you boil it with the thyme and the scallion and the ginger, you know, in the coconut milk. All fresh and organic. Live food. It's just like live music, yes. Yes, yes. Mary, we are here in your yard. Can you explain us a little bit more about your yard? Well, my yard is not really a yard that does a lot of music, but it's a yard that enjoyed music. My husband was a music lover for a very long time. So since my husband has passed, it's like an awakening of his spirit in here because we totally enjoyed my music room, which you saw over there where they're doing all the recordings. And we used to be in there every Sunday, we playing music, listening to music and having a good time, you know? And as you see, we are surrounded by the hills and we live on top of the hill. You know, so you smell the rain. I don't know if you smell the rain. Rain smells like patchouli. And we burn a lot of frankincense and myrrh because we love to make this place very spiritual. So you get the scent, the fragrance of all the spices, the cinnamon. And you know, you just get a blend, a beautiful blend. Wow, what a great studio to record Rasta music of the 21st century with veteran reggae artists from the 70s, like Winston McEnough. This is Tony Hill, you know, and we're at the edge of the forest. It is said that um, Paul Bogle and those guys used to walk. There's a road through these mountains they used to walk when they were coming from Portland going to Kingston. Yeah? It was a maroon road, yeah? Right, Kojo? They said it was a maroon track through here, right? Yeah, maroon road. Yeah. Wait, I tell you, it's a forest. It's like Africa. You can smell the trees here, the flowers. Look at this, it's so beautiful. You have the mangoes. You can look around. It's, it's, you have coconuts. Watch it. It's a whole vibes, you know? So it's, it's so nice to be in the nature, doing some natural music, you know, with my friend of all. <laughs> Beautiful vibes, yeah, yeah. This project aims to bring the soul of Jamaica, the soul of the yards, and Rasta gatherings to the world with some of the greatest voices of the 70s, such as Winston McAnuff, Kidasai, Horace Andy, Ken Booth, and the Viceroy's, a trio that was created some 50 years ago. We always do our music from Inner the Yard, not necessarily in Inner the Yard, in this yard program, but we always do our stuff in the Yard. Virgins and Virgins gather together and we all a vibe. 
you know. So it all started from Western Kingston. Well, you have a yard they used to call the vineyard. Most time we go there and, you know, smoke and reason and play music, you know. Every day we have sunshine in Jamaica. So most of the time, when you have nothing to do, you take your guitar, you go under a tree and you sit down and play. And you meditate and play. <laughs> I just get inspiration from the trees and you know what I mean? And the wind. <laughs> yeah. Even the song Yahoo. I see they have on on um computer now, Yahoo.com. My song was years before that. You know, so maybe I'm supposed to get some royalty from that. Long ago and long ago, the pirates have their fun in the burning sun. Sixteen men. And a dead man's just ooh, yo yo yo, and a bottle of rum. This is the Viceroy. That was Neville Ingram and Michael Gabidon from the Viceroy's. It's great, you know, and it, at this present time, it brings such a memory, you know, to see even the virgin that I and I used to chant within the early, like in the early age, in the early 60s, you know. Some of them passed away, but many still here, you know, holding the fort, you know, and spreading this, the good message. Well, music is our car right now, we're driving. Well, at this time, we are in the great Stonehill Mountains. A little while from now, I can sure you will see one or two rainbows for they appear ever so often, especially if there's a little dew rain, you're sure you're going to see some rainbow coming up from both from the sky or from the herd. I think they come from both places. It's mystic. It's, it's, it's mystic. It's, it's in the atmosphere, so, you know. And it's spiritual, and it's physical, and it's musical. This is Cedric Maiton of the Congos. No wonder people call this the Valley of Rainbows. What a beautiful place. But rain and wind can be a challenge to recording music. This is the sound of Laurent Jaïs, the French sound engineer of this outdoor recording project, sweeping the floor after a heavy rain. 
That's how he starts his 20-hour-long day of work. Non, tout va bien, tout va bien. Il a plu, il a bien plu. Là, ce matin, là, il y avait tout qui volait. Laurent explains that after the storm, the piano might sound a little funky since it's been outside all night long. Ah, le piano est dehors. Il est sous sa couverture. Là, mon avis, il doit être désaccordé à point. Là. Voyons. Ah, bah, il a pas moins bougé dans les aigus que j'aurais pensé. Bugs are dancing on his gear, all part of this unique sound, a trademark of the Inadi Yard project. Very organic, as Laurent says. Bio, brut, velouté, en même temps très énergique. presents reggae legends in a natural setting alongside young newcomers like Deraja. These singers grew up in urban ghetto yards and found a way out in musical yards. The most important thing I learned is love. If there isn't a love frequency, the music wouldn't be as lovely as it is. You understand? So I'm going to tell you something. I'm from the ghetto, and the ghetto is get together and get out. That's what it is for me. So it's not that I'm saying in my yard, you know, it's a dangerous place. You understand? But my sister was robbed from me, shot and killed, you know, in, into my yard, in my yard, unfortunately, you know. That's the reality. And I did a song on it called My Sister. I wrote this, these lyrics with tears in my eyes, you know. Live na borders, Panalintan Avenue. Me and my sister wear my father sweat and get me him tamu. Oh, everything I read till the pagan pass through. Now my sister passed away and gets loose. Oh, it hurt me so much I cry. Night and day, tears run from my eyes. 
Even in my prayer, yes, I asked Jaja why. Did it have to go like this? The feeling I can't deny, yes, my sister. Oh, gosh, I miss you. Do you abide this one? Me said to you, this one, I whisper. When you pass away, I and I, yes, I, I feel it all over. Oh, my sister. Oh, gosh, I miss you. Do you abide this one? Me said to you, this one, I whisper. When you pass away, I and I, yes, I, I feel it all over. Been the same since you're gone, Mama cry. And every now and then, Papa ball. To Celestia, your little brother call. Me know we are gonna book them up at the roll call. I remember clearly on that night when they didn't rise. I said to take away your life. I was there in the dark, they were standing in the light. And it was so obvious by the street light. Well, yeah, this is a song that I know it reflects a lot of persons out there life because many persons out there have faced some type of loss, you know? I'm just trying to be strong, you understand? Just literally. Jamaicans never lose hope. So people um, still inspire me because a lot of their situation, we are the persons writing about it. We become a voice of the voiceless people who don't even get a chance to be interviewed. We speak with them because me feel what she's going through, I feel what he's going through. Keep it as real as it is. Today, when home studios have shaped a new way of making music, the yards are still the place to pick up some good lines, hearing some Jamaican popular wisdom articulated in the savory patois language. Yeah, yeah. Some songs come while I'm writing, playing my guitar, and right away hear somebody say something like that song, Devil Give Them Walk Fido. It was just somebody told me something about his father and him. He was chopping down some bush, a lot of bush. But his father said, why are you chopping all the trees? And it seems like devil give you work for you. He was telling his son, why are you doing all that? He said, we'll give you this work to do. It's like the demons giving you work to do. So he told me that. That's a good cycle for us. Huh? Devil give them work for you. You know, so I, I wrote it on a bigger level now to dealing with it as the system. was Winston McAnuff creating a song with a new upcoming young female singer, John Nine. I mean, we're African people and whenever we, we use the drum and use the herb and the fire and bring the elements together and create, our ancestors are present. Everything we do is sacred and everything we do is tribute to our ancestors who 
did the same thing before in a different time and space, but it's all conjuring energy and using our magic, you know, to inspire each other and the world. Can you bring the yard abroad? Yeah, man, because we've brought the yard into this space, you know. The yard is wherever we are, the temple being man. And inner the yard is a temple space. It is a sacred idea of doing music in a sacred way. So wherever we are together doing this sacred music, we inner the yard, you know. Get ready, the yard is coming your way soon. Major support for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Thanks to the Stony Hill Inadi Yard crew, for their musical stew and very special thanks to the veteran trombonist Nambo Robinson, who unfortunately passed away while we were recording this episode in Jamaica. Visit afropop.org for a full playlist of the music from the show, in-depth interviews and exclusive videos from Jamaica. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Elodie Mayo. And join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief photo engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie Lebeau. Benning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website afropop.org. Our director of operations is Ben Richmond, and I'm Georges Collinet. watch them Brilliant and beautiful and black like a yo. You teach them and inspire them with things them know. Like how you catch a princess with the avocado. Avocado, me love the avocado. Avocado, me love the avocado. PRX.